This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, just how many current and former service members fell victim to scams over the past few years? A popular app gets banned by the Army and Navy. And following recent shootings on military bases, the Marines is allowing its law enforcement officers to carry concealed firearms. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. In the past eight years, almost a million service members and veterans have been fleeced out of $405 million by scammers. A new report from Comparatech, a consumer information organization, finds veterans made up the largest chunk of those hit by scammers. Almost 428,000 veterans were taken for $218 million since 2012. In that same time period, more than 152,000 active-duty military members were scammed out of $124 million. The report says 2018 was the worst year for scams. Nearly 400,000 veterans and service members reported being scammed. A military ban on a mobile app popular with younger troops spreads. Here's Federal News Network's Tom Temin with the story. The Army joins the Navy in banning the use of TikTok. Stars and Stripes reports Army officials follow Defense Department guidance, which stems from concerns about security risks from the app. TikTok, featuring short user-generated videos, is owned by the Chinese company ByteDance. DOD guidance calls for removal of the app from government-issued devices. Two senators have also called for the intelligence community to assess risks from Chinese social media companies. I'm Tom Temin. Members of Marine Corps law enforcement are now allowed to carry their own firearms for personal protection while on base. A Marine Corps memo announced the change after two shootings occurred at two military bases in December. Though the officers can carry them for protection, they may not use them while performing their regular duties. An Army colonel is filing a federal lawsuit against the vice chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff for allegations of sexual assault while General John Hyten was in charge of U.S. Strategic Command. The colonel is asking for $5 million in damages. Hyten faced the allegations during his confirmation hearing this summer. An Air Force investigation into the matter was unable to find any indications of an unprofessional relationship. However, the claims of assault happened when the colonel and Hyten were alone. The Defense Security Cooperation Agency has officially launched its Workforce Certification Program for civilian and military members of its workforce. The Workforce Development Program was mandated in the 2017 National Defense Authorization Act. The agency is involved in helping develop foreign militaries respond to shared challenges. The Pentagon has also started its promised rollout of a new series of acquisition policies. Details from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. Yesterday, DOD issued new instructions on urgent capability acquisition and middle-tier acquisition, a legal authority that allows for a streamlined process when the military services can prototype or field a system in five years or less. The documents are part of a rewrite of DOD's so-called 5000 series of acquisition instructions. More of those revamped instructions, including for major military systems and for software programs, are still awaiting release. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. An independent arbiter says the Department of Health and Human Services committed an unfair labor practice against the National Treasury Employees Union. The arbiter ruled it was premature of HHS to implement the terms of a federal service impasses panel before reaching a new collective bargaining agreement with NTEU. 
The ruling gives HHS and NTEU 90 days to agree on a remedy to the unfair labor practice. An unnamed employee of the Bureau of Land Management is accused of using their government computer to view pornography while in office. The Interior Department's Inspector General says it was investigating a claim that they were watching child pornography, but found no evidence of that. The employee retired during the investigation. And the Department of Homeland Security's Cyber Branch extends the deadline to comment on an upcoming government-wide policy. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, or CISA, is giving the public until January 10th to comment on its draft directive requiring all agencies to set up vulnerability disclosure policies. Those policies will allow outside experts who have seen something that looks like a cyber weakness to say something to those who can fix it. CISA released the draft directive in November and originally set the deadline for comments for December 27th. I'm Jory Heckman. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 